thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Essentially a dream. I did it, people. All right, hey everybody. This is uh, Michael W. Smith's very old song called Breakdown. We're gonna play that. We're playing this for a reason. So take a listen. I'm gonna share this out on Facebook.
All right, hey everybody. I could play the rest, but this is a long song. It's like over five minutes, so <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, you're like, yeah, I love this. Don't shut it off. But if you're watching me, you're like, really? Do I have to just look at her? <laughs> it's it's more fun just to look at her, you know, when she's talking, not like sitting there doing nothing. So anyway, welcome everybody to the show. Hope you're here. I mean, I know you're here. Yeah, you are. What I meant to say was, I'm glad that you're here because I am. (laughs) All right. So I don't know about you people, but I've had a very busy day. I, I got up, I did some stuff, and then I had a meeting with one of my best friends. Then I had a, a great lunch with another good friend. And now I'm here to be with you all, people. Yes, I'm here. I'm here to serve. That's right. And actually, so what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about we're going to talk about a couple things. One thing I want to bring up before I actually get into the news, we're going to talk about Roger Stone and the rest of him. And the reason why is because this happened in America, and I'm going to re- I'm going to read you um, some commentary from retired judge um, Andrew Napolitano. All right. And uh, it was just, it was actually just published today. It's a chilling article. All right. And Judge Napolitano isn't somebody who just walks around and, you know, just like spouts off stuff for the sake of it. He actually thinks about stuff. Judges are smart people, usually. Not always wise, but smart. Okay. I mean, you got to be smart enough to be a judge. Then we're also going to look at an article titled, and I quote, this is the title. I'm queer, I'm Christian, and here's how my religion is failing me. We're going to look at that. And then we're also going to look at another article titled, Progressive Virginia School Refuses to Play Sports with Icky Christian Kids. Yeah. And this actually is an article that's tied back to Karen Pence, who is the vice president's wife. You know, the second lady of the United States of America. But we're going to start the show off by me reminding you all that being normal is so boring, right? (laughs) It is. I read uh, this morning, I shared with you on my Get Slug commentary devotional, Get Slug People. If you haven't been slugged by me in the morning yet, then let me just remind you what that stands for in case you, you forget. This is a, this is something I do when I'm barely awake. I get on here, except on audio, and I share with you some devotional thoughts that have to do with seeking God first, and that's the S, leadership and lifting people up, that's the L, understanding, that's the U, uh, guiding and growing, that's the G, and then D stands for development and discipline. And so this morning, what I was talking about was kind of under the development and discipline module of that, which has to do with not being normal because normal people are mediocre. Okay. And, and most of you are, are not that way. Okay. I mean, cause you listen to me, which means you have some extraordinary intelligence about you. <laughs> You're like, yeah, she's weird, but whatever. I'll watch her. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the whole point of uh, what I read was it was out of the book and that I mentioned before. And anyway, I won't even say the title of the book. But it doesn't matter. Just go listen to it. But it was basically talking about how 
you know, being normal is like basically being mediocre. It's basically being that person that sits on your butt all day, you know, complains and whines about stuff, never gets anything done, blah, blah, blah. You know, kind of like a big Eeyore type person, you know, walking around and woe is me and griping and complaining and never doing anything. And you want to be exceptional. Don't be normal. Be exceptional, people. Be a person of excellence. Be somebody who strives to be better than the average. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I was in school, I got straight A's. I did until my senior year. I didn't get straight A's in my senior year, but most of most, almost, you know, and not that that matters, but there is a point. And the point is, look, there's a difference between saying you can't do something and you don't want to do something. Okay. Think about it just for a minute. I was talking about this in one of my meetings today. You know what? I've never been a person, it's a true story. I have never been a person that says I can't do it ever. Whatever I decide I want to do, I go for it. Hands down, I jump in head first. Sometimes crack my head open because I, I forgot to measure how deep the water was. But whatever, I at least try, right? I never say I can't. Never. But sometimes I admit I say I won't. I don't want to do it. Eh. No, I don't want to do it. And there's a difference. I just want you to think about that. That's your kind of a like little slugged you know, synopsis here, you know, don't say you can't do something It just admit you don't want to do it. There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference. Okay. So just think about that. Um, all right, so let's get into the news. But first, as always, I want to thank Bearface for being my co-host and my AV guy and my super hunky, handsome husband. And um, actually, go ahead. Do you want to tell them about your video promo for Valentine's Day that you that you, you just came up with? Or did I just put you on the spot? You just put me on the spot. Sorry, but I think you should just tell everybody what Check you're doing. One, two, test. Test want me one, to turn two. up your mic up? It's not as loud as yours. Oh. That's for sure. And you want I... me to turn, turn it all the way up? No, not all the way up. I don't know. I can I can hear myself now. Is that now. good? Okay. Yeah. Is, it, what, what's, is there, like on the tone control, is like the, um, is the bass all the way up or is the mid-range turned all the way down? Or I have no idea. Oh, do you want me to tune this? I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, above the... Um, in the same column in the same channel strip as it's known and with our tone controls and just my well, we voice don't want to sound, waste our time yeah with my that, voice so. sounds muddy but whatever okay your valentine's day thing yeah your idea i guess i'm gonna do it <laughs> well you you went ahead and you you did something, so why not tell yeah, the world? Yeah, I just wanted to... I think this is a great idea. Not that I came up with it, but you I do did. You did. Oh, yeah, I did, but, you know. Yeah, you did. Yeah, my idea is just... <laughs> it might... So blame me if you think it bites, okay? Just yeah, saying. exactly. So <laughs> basically the idea is a, a video Valentine's Day card so that, you know, instead of candy or flowers or any kind of food, whatever is, you know, perishable and it's gone... Something that lasts a little longer, not expense, not as expensive as jewelry, but uh, will also come up in your Facebook feed for you know memories or um, anyway. And that is a personalized video Valentine Day card. Uh, you send me 
you send to me uh, photographs, his his photo, her photo, names, and a message that you want to share, and then I put it together. Yeah, and then, in an animated video. The reason I came up with this, and hey, Sally, nice to see you. And I I will be posting that um, on Facebook tomorrow, so maybe maybe uh, on the Bible News Radio page as well. So if you go over to Facebook, yeah, dot com slash Bible News Radio, you'll see. Yeah, the the oh, oh, and Sean's there too. He said you sound fine. Okay. Okay. So here's there's here's why I came up with this because on my twentieth wedding anniversary, which happens to be Randall's also. <laughs> Imagine that. What were the know, odds? It's of amazing. That? <laughs> um, I had a video made uh, of uh, Professor Von Puppet. I I got this off a of Fiverr gig, and long story short, all I had to do was give this dude who was doing this like a script, and he made this puppet say it. And anyway, he recorded a video. It was super. It was super cute. Randall cried and everything when he got it. It was so touching, and it's still on YouTube. This year we'll be married twenty seven years, so that thing has like been online for seven years, and I love it. I still love it because I think it's all it's a love story, right? So anyway, so that's why I thought it would be a good idea because. You know, when we're all dead and gone, Facebook will still be here reminding everybody of our memories because we, we will have all gotten dementia by then and we won't, well, we won't be here. But I don't know about you, but I appreciate Facebook reminding me of the past bad days I had and all that. Facebook <laughs> only knows you had bad days because, because you, you write about it. Right. <laughs> I, I try to keep my Facebook posts. <laughs> Fairly non-disclosing, anything personal. I know, but like 2009, I have a post. Today sucked. Yeah, it did. <laughs> like, well, that's helpful. All right, let's get to this this uh, article, okay? An American Nightmare. All right, this is written by Judge Andrew Napolitano. It's over on Town Hall. This is important. Last Friday, on a quiet residential street at 6 in the morning, the neighborhood exploded in light, noise, and terror. 17 SUVs and two armored vehicles arrived in front of one house. Each vehicle had sirens blaring and lights flashing. The house, which abutted a canal, was soon surrounded by 29 gover government agents, each wearing military garb, each carrying a handgun, and most carrying high-powered automatic rifles. In the canal were two amphibious watercraft. Did I say that right? I, yes. think, I think I did. Nailed it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Out of which more heavily armed government agents came. Circling above all this was a helicopter equipped with long-range precision weaponry and high-powered spotlights. Four agents approached the front door to the house. Two held a battering ram and two pointed their rifles at the door. One of the agents shouted and banged on the front door until the terrified owner of the house emerged barefoot and wearing shorts and a t-shirt. He was greeted in the dark at his open front door by two rifle barrels aimed at his head. This was not a movie set. It was not a foreign city in a war zone. It was not the arrest of the Venezuelan opposition leader in Car Carcass. Caracas. Caracas, what you said. Mm -hmm. It was Middle America, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. The agents worked for the FBI, and the target of this operation was not a drug kingpin, or a terrorist operative, or a kidnapper of babies. It was a peaceful American in his own home, a political operative, a longtime friend of President Donald Trump's named Roger Stone. 
Why were there more FBI agents sent to the arrest to arrest Stone than the Navy SEALs sent to kill Osama bin Laden? Why jackboots in the morning in America? Here is the backstory. Stone Stone had been both a paid formal advisor and an unpaid informal advisor to Trump for 40 years. He was fired from Trump's presidential campaign during the summer of 2015, but he continued to work on his own to help Trump defeat Hillary Clinton in the 2016 presidential election. Some of that help, according to the government, involved the release of of embarrassing Clinton emails that had probably been hacked by Russian agents. Last Thursday, one of special counsel Robert Mueller's grand juries indicted Stone on five counts of lying to Congress, one count of witness intimidation, and one count of obstruction of justice. His Gestapo-like arrest followed his indictment by just a few hours. Stone was represented by counsel throughout the time of his testimony before Congress last year. He was the recipient of grand jury subpoenas for his text messages, his emails, and other records, all of which, through his counsel, he surrendered. He claims that when asked by members of the House Intelligence Committee about certain aspects of these, he innocently forgot them. Who could remember each one, uh, each one, each of one million texts and emails? Hey, I know I couldn't. I send out like a lot of texts to tons of people, and so I would be like, uh, I don't remember. Uh, in the real world, where the influence of politics into law enforcement is kept to a harmless minimum, defense counsel is generally known to prosecutors throughout their investigation of a target. According to Stone, federal prosecutors have known for a year who his lawyers are. Also, in the real world, when a defendant has been indicted for a nonviolent crime, has no criminal record, is not a flight risk, or an imminent danger to society, prosecutors inform defense counsel of the indictment, send the defense counsel a copy of it, and request the peaceful and dignified surrender of the indicted person. In the current unreal world, where politics deeply infuse law enforcement, prosecutors use brute force to send a message of terror to innocent defendants. Like all defendants at the time of arrest, Stone is innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. What message does brute force send? It's a message of terror, and it has no place in American life, as if to add embarrassment to terror, the feds may have tipped off CNN, which carried all of this live in real time. When I interviewed Stone on Fox Nation after a judge released him without requiring him to post bail, he told me he will not cave to this terror, but he is willing to speak with the prosecutors. Stone wavered a bit when I pressed him on the nature and extent of any communication between his lawyers and Mueller's team and on the nature of any cooperation by him personally with Mueller. As a practical matter, his lawyers must communicate with Mueller's team to address the logistics of pretrial events, as well as their discovery of the evidence in the government's possession. One item in the government's possession that is very problematic constitutionally is the transcript of the testimony Stone gave to the House Intelligence Committee, wherein the indictment accuses Stone of lying. Because that testimony is classified, Stone is not permitted to see it, and his lawyers, who may view it only in a secret facility, may not copy it. How can they defend against these charges? How can it be that the government has a piece of paper that allegedly is proof of the crime charged and the defendant's lawyers may not copy it? Didn't the government waive the classified nature of this document by Stone's very presence at the hearing where the document was created? 
What remains of the constitutional guarantee of confronting one's accusers and challenging their evidence? Okay, this is serious. If Stone goes to trial, the soonest it could be held is in early 2020. In the midst of the Iowa caucuses in the New Hampshire primary and two and a half years after Mueller's appointment. No innocent American merits the governmental treatment Stone received. It was the behavior of a police state where the laws are written to help the government achieve its ends, not to guarantee the freedom of the people. And where police breaks the laws, they are sworn to enforce. Regrettably, what happened to Roger Stone could happen to anyone, including you. And God forbid it does But let me tell you something, people, the more that I look at the news and the more I look at the the biblical end time Bible prophecy and the more I look at the things happening in the church and the apostasy in the church and the yellow bellied leadership that we have, unfortunately, in parts of the church, which I don't mean to be sounding that I don't mean that in a mean way, but (laughs) I am a little blunt. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, The the more concerned I am. I mean, if you guys have never seen um, Shadow Government, the DVD that was put out by uh, Grant Jeffrey before he died, you guys need to get that. Just saying. You really do. Because it actually starts out with a very similar situation like here with what happened with Roger Stone. This is completely insane in America, in America. I mean, as I was reading Judge Napolitano's commentary, I I mean, I could see this. I could totally see it unfolding on the news. Frankly, I don't watch the news because I don't have enough money to pay for cable and I wouldn't waste it on it anyway at this point. But it could be anybody, you know, it could be seriously. I mean, this is going on and nobody's talking about it. At least not honestly, anyway. So Judge Napolitano, he deserves some kudos for putting it out there. And we need to pray for Roger Stone. Just saying. We just need to pray for him because, um, you know, he is kind of being picked on. And as I'm reading through the things he's accused of, I was kind of thinking of Hillary Clinton. I was thinking, huh, Roger Stone is accused of lying. And maybe he did lie, right? We all lie. Let's just admit it. But you know what I'm saying. But Hillary, I mean, that woman should be like in an orange jumpsuit or a striped one at the very least. I don't know. I don't know if she'd look better in stripes or orange. But I mean, seriously, she should be. That woman is a liar on steroids. I mean, just massively. And uh, I mean, you know, just saying. Uh, So anyway, I don't know what you guys think. But I did want to warn you. I wanted to share that with you because... You know, it is an American nightmare. And unfortunately, I see that unfolding over and over and over again, where the government becomes a police state. And last I looked, we're not communists quite yet. Um, That should not happen in America, certainly to somebody who's who's nonviolent. I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. Randall, what do you think? Well, I think uh, over on Facebook, uh, Sean... Moochie has hit it straight on. He says, it makes the investigation look bigger and more important than it actually is. It was all theater for the media. Right. And I agree. And the Communist News Network was there, so that that says something. You know, the court of uh, public opinion is the most important court, and and that is carried out in the media, primarily. And, yeah, I think it's absolutely ridiculous how much did it cost 
yeah. how much did it cost <laughs> to to arrest this man? Not not a flight risk, not armed and dangerous. I mean, what on what basis? You know, uh, were these were these officers told who they were there to arrest? I mean, as as the article points out, you know, in in the real world, <laughs> civilized America, you know, these white collar kind of things, that's what happens. You know, judge issues an indictment, hands it to the defense attorney, or the the not necessarily defense. It's not a defense until it goes to trial, but you know, the the accused attorney. And uh, you know it's a, it's an indictment. They're they're charged with a crime. It's basically notice to appear, and then they make sure that their client appears in court. Is basically the way it normally works. And so, just the full on you know super FBI SWAT assault. You know, it's just. And I think I think it's fun. It's, it's theater. It was it was theater for those reasons to make the investigation look bigger and more important than it was, and to and to put in people's minds that um, that if you cross the government in any way, shape, or form, that this is what happens. Yeah, uh, just much like crucifixion, and in the first century, where that was the whole idea of crucifixion, the, the charge was put. Uh, above the condemned's head on the cross and they hung there for days or a week or you know um and basically send the message this is what happens you you um you cross the roman empire and this is what's going to happen to you you know i have a friend that i play pickleball with and as you all know i got my pickleball gear and inside there is a pickleball Anyway, I play pickleball with a retired FBI agent, and um, he's such a fun guy. I mean, seriously. It's like, oh, you're an FBI agent? You're retired? This guy, and he's not a believer either, just so you know. He's, he told me he's not a Christian, but he doesn't have a problem with me being one, which is, <laughs> which is nice. But um, he was telling me recently that he thinks the politics of our current day are just outlandish. I mean, he... He cannot, he really can't stand liberals. I really, he really can't. Um, and, you know, this is a guy who, you know, served and he did a whole bunch of stuff. I can't tell you what it is. It's a secret, but, um, but yeah, he, he would like be infuriated by, by this. So it just, it just, you know, and you take it from somebody, most people get involved, like I would think, in the FBI because they're they're truth, justice, in the American way type people. They want to uphold the law, not violate it and use it as a bully, you know? It just, and you know what really gets me? This fries me. What really fries me is when you got the pedophiles, you got um, people who are just being brutal to children and all this, and they don't do a darn thing. That's what fries me. I mean, that really... That that just <laughs> I just wanna I'm like yeah anyway you know on a tangent nothing that <laughs> stood out to me about Judge Napolitano's article is just that the election of 2016 yeah I mean which was there was so much voter fraud in California I I know that for a fact but anyway go on. 
I mean, President Trump, think of him what you will, has been in office over two years, and and still there's this, at least in the court of public opinion, in the, in the theater of media, it's still, you know, it's like... You're fired! Yeah, like get him... Get him thrown out. He's he's the worst dictator, white supremacist, <laughs> you know, what are a fascist, you know, self-centered, like uh, you know, person setting setting the United States on a course of destruction. The, you know, everything must be done to, yeah, you know, and and the. You know, usually see that initial reaction when, you know, something like that happens. I think of Bush Gore and the whole Florida thing and uh, <laughs> with uh, Secretary of State. Um, We're old enough to remember that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, and the whole hanging chads, dimpled chads and all that kind of stuff. And, yep. You know, there was some So many babies were named Chad after that oh, That happened. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's your name? But then, Chad. But then, you know, but eventually thing settled down. It's like, okay, it's, it's like, okay, it's only, it's only four years. We can, we can deal with it. Right. But, you know, it didn't go on and on and on and on. And anyway. Well, remember yesterday, Dr. Jerry Newcomb, he was on the show talking about this book, American Amnesia. Uh, Is America paying the price for forgetting God, the source of our liberty? Yes, we are. Okay. And I'm here to keep telling you it, because so far I haven't had my microphone shut off by the government. Not the, you know, like, hey, little Stacy Lynn Harp, she's a threat to the world. <laughs> I may not be a threat, just so you know. But the Lord who lives in me is a threat, just so you know. He's got my back. But this book here, we have this available on our website, right, Bareface? No, not yet. Not yet. We will, though, if you want it. We're selling it for $30. That includes the shipping. So if you want to support Bible News Radio, then go ahead, send me a donation for $30, and I'll send you a copy of this book, because um, you really should read it. <clears throat> All right. Also, given that, Bareface has a story about the Pledge of Allegiance. So you want to, you want to do that one? Yeah, I can do that. Okay, because then, then we'll get into the gay stuff and how they're attacking Mike Pence's wife and all this. Because this, yeah, irritates me. But go ahead. All right, well, uh, you'll find this story just all across the web. But this is Breitbart's take on it. Uh, Alana Mastrangelo writing. And the title is, Santa Barbara City College Board Reinstates Pledge of Allegiance Amid Backlash. Um... Yeah, president of, well, let's forget the sort of sub-headline, just read the text article. Uh, Miller announced last week that he decided to discontinue the Pledge of Allegiance at Santa Barbara City College board meetings on the grounds that he believes the pledge is racist, as well as in violation of the First Amendment. Uh? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah. All right. Um. Shall I continue? Oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. I haven't heard the story, so... All right. I trust you. Read and commentate. So, quote, I decided to discontinue, um, discontinue use of the Pledge of Allegiance for reasons uh, related to the hist- its history and symbolism, 
said Miller in an email. I have discovered that the Pledge of Allegiance has a history steeped in expressions of nativism and white nationalism. He should do some research. I don't know what I don't know where he <laughs> discovered it. It was written by it was written by a minister, yes, but a socialist minister, and just as generic for any country. And then it was adopted in the United States by inserting United States of America, and later Eisenhower, uh, in in the midst of the communist threat, you know, in the during the start of the Cold War. Uh, <laughs> decided to put in, uh, urged Congress to put in under God. So I don't know what that has to do with nativism and white nationalism. Anyway, quote, I also object, I also object to the phrase one nation under God, continued Miller. The First Amendment not only protects freedom of speech and religion, but it Spreech. also expressly prohibits laws that establish religion. That is true. And, uh, well, it, it prohibits Congress passing into law respecting the establishment of a re religion. Um, <laughs> belief in God, saying that one nation under God isn't establishing a religion. And it's not, and it's not favoring, it's not passing a law uh, concerning an existing establishment of religion. It's not, it's not... It's not giving prefer preference to the Episcopal Church or the Southern Baptist Convention or or the Self-Realization Fellowship Temple, for goodness sake. It's, anyway, <laughs> Miller's decision caused backlash, and one professor, Celeste Barber, attended a January 24th board meeting to speak out against the ban. As Barber addressed the board, she was interrupted and mocked by students who so happened to be present at the meeting to protest a separate issue. In response to the fallout, Miller has decided to forego his anti-pledge resolution, but the board president did, however, note that his decision to ban the Pledge of Allegiance may be revisited in the future. So as effective immediately, the Pledge of Allegiance will be recited at Board of Trustee meetings until some future date when the matter may be considered by the board, announced Miller. Uh, v and the v the SBC board of trustees on Tuesday, and I watched the video. It was on American Voices and uh, some other places um, that that showed this this gal uh, speaking. Um, Barbara, I can't remember her first name already. Um, anyway, Celeste Celeste Barber, and yeah, the fact that she she's talking about well, she believes. The pledge should be recited, and here's two reasons why. And her, she's a widow of a, a veteran, and and talked about him, and you know what he gave himself for, and that it was, uh, it was basically about preserving liberty, you know, freedom and justice for all. And she's getting shouted down. It's like how, how ironic. The irony of it all. Yeah, right? you know. Yeah. Liberty for everybody but you and talking about liberty. Uh, don't don't give us those ideas. Well, it wasn't really wrong. I mean, they were lady of justice. Uh, this is were, why I am a lady of justice. I mean, at least they were consistent. <laughs> Obviously, they don't the, the students that were shouting her down a lot, she got out like a, two sentences at a time and 
And anyway, you can find it in various places if you search on SBC uh, uh, trustees, uh, board meeting, pledge. Anyway, you'll find it. And um, yeah, it's, I'm just shaking my head. You know, um, it's somehow again this revisionist history. It, it's steeped in native nativism, and and um, and uh, white nationalism. <laughs> I got some comments coming here on Periscope. I got to read some of these. So, Citizen V Corp says we look like stoner hippies and we're wasting his time. You know what? Well, he can correct that quite I, easily. I, I, I... <laughs> That's very easy to correct. Assume he's on Periscope. He's on Periscope. It's a little white X in the upper right-hand corner. You just, you just touch that. You don't have to press hard. Whatever your device, or you may be on a computer, there's a there's an X up. You can just, just close close out this broadcast and, and you know. He also says, man. Restore you... the remainder of your day. This not waste any more time. He says, man, you people have been defending this oppression for 400 years. Well, you know, and Bob says hi to both of us. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. So, <laughs> this guy says, why don't Bible believers believe in science and global warming? Serious question. For you to understand anything would be a Christmas miracle. <laughs> global warming, my friend. Wait, my that friend, was funny because he believes in Christmas. That was a miracle. Okay, so... well, well, don't say global warming because there's places that are cooling, too. So you need to say climate change. Don't say global warming because that's not weather. accurate. I just say the weather, weather changes. Weather, that's, that's seasons, that's weather. So like, that's so like 50 years ago to yeah. say the weather. Oh, my gosh. It's climate just... change sounds more sophisticated. It sounds Snooty. like you're more, you're more in the know. If, yeah. Instead of just saying weather, just say climate change. <laughs> I, hey, just so whoever you know, whatever your name is, you know. It is super hard to offend me, okay? I am not easily offended. I am easily humored. Uh, it's just God gave me that cheerful disposition. It's super hard to offend me. It really, really is. I, I don't get offended that much at all. So so your uh, commentary really makes me laugh because it's, cause it's And I'm a funny. Bible believer and uh, a fond... Um, say believer, I, I'm 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 fond of science. I have a master's of science degree. True. Wow. I mean, that's let's, like let's demonstrate that. There it is. Well, there it is. See right there. Super important, right there. <laughs> I'm so proud of that. I just put it up there. But you see underneath where it says "sweet and lovable host." Yeah. Most of the people in my audience think that, so uh, I waste your time every day because you come in because you love me so much. <laughs> um, but yeah i'm rather fond of science yeah um, natasha says we need global warming now please it's 20 below here <laughs> yeah it's super cold here too so much so that i honestly look i have a candle burning right now <laughs> because it's so cold in my in my house we figured out i don't know why this is not that you care but our upstairs is 10 degrees warmer than our downstairs. Because it's upstairs. Heat rises. That's a, that's, that's a scientific thing, and I believe it. <gasps> science, science has showed us that <laughs> as air warms, it expands. And and therefore, um, you know, the, the, the volumetric pressure is less, and therefore cooler air. It, it rises above cooler air because it's more spacious. 
and the, the the more condensed, colder air, you know, being heavier. Yeah, Sean is you saying, know, push. he said God created science, just so you know. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's a science, there's a little science thing for you there for today. Warm and cold air, and warm air rises, so yeah, I believe it, because yeah. I've experienced it, and I understand the science behind it. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't. You know, whatever. I don't really care what you think. <laughs> what I think? <laughs> not you. The people with no names. Hi, Elvis. That's not your real name. It's Josie or Jose or something. I forgot what it was. I saw it on Twitter. But whatever. Glad you're here. Here. There's some hearts for you. By the way, you should tap the screen. Give me some hearts. Yeah. Please. All right. So, um, all right. <clears throat> Ariel Ministries. I've heard of them. (laughs) They they love us. They love us so much. They they are our sponsor. Yeah, they are. And so, you know, don't forget, you can go over to ariel.org. You can get anything over there on the website. And you can uh, use our coupon coupon code BIBLENEWS. That will save you 20% on anything in the store. Okay, and you can go over to our Bible News Radio website and hit the resources page where we actually have suggested resources for you. We actually have a lot. Look, if you want to bless Bible News Radio, then buy through our website, buy, donate, you know, become a sponsor of the show if you so desire. In fact, I would love more sponsors because do you know how hard it is to get the message out on social media? I mean, true story. (laughs) It is difficult unless you have money, a lot of it which I don't, not yet. But if you love what we do and you appreciate our honesty, our integrity, our awesome sense of humor, you know, the fact that we're courageous enough to talk about these issues, which frankly, most believers won't talk about, then donate to us. We're not a nonprofit, just so you know, but you can still donate anyway. And we'll just say thank you. We love you forever. Oh, and you can become a pillar. That's right. Become a pillar of the community, people, not a pillar of salt. Just so you know, you don't want to be a pillar of salt like Lot's wife. That is not a good thing. But become a pillar of the community by going to BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash. I don't know if it's that way or this way. Anyway, give. Because the Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. That's right, people. <clears throat> in, in English languages and English language or the English language and other languages that are written left to right then no i don't whatever anyway then then it's um anyway it's it's uh it's forward slash because it leans forward to you know as you're reading forward in the sentence it's a forward slash and the top of it leans forward toward the end of the sentence bob says that he likes my new duo well thank you bob bob what a nice thing to say after that other comment from that mean person uh, by the way, Bob, my hair, I just trimmed it. I only cut two inches off it. it. It does make it look shorter, but yeah. Anyway. All right, let's get to this story here, okay? Progressive Virginia School refuses to play sports with icky Christian kids. Now that's the title, right? I didn't make that up. Somebody who wrote, wrote that. I, yeah. So it Joy says here, Pullman. Joy has a sense of humor. So a private school is refusing to play against Karen Pence's school on the grounds that playing basketball at a Christian school makes children, quote, unsafe, unquote. 
<laughs> News media recently attacked Second Lady Karen Pence for teaching art at a Christian school that requires fidelity to Christian sexual mores from students and staff. Now a progressive private school that used to play athletic games against Pence's Emmanuel Christian School is refusing to play against them at their facility on grounds that playing basketball at a Christian school makes children unsafe. Yes, really. Rod Dreher, or Dreher quotes an all-school email from Sheridan School head Jessica Donovan. Did I say that right? Yeah, okay. <clears throat> Since the majority of students wanted to play, we were initially planning to go to Emmanuel Christian School with the student-athletes wearing a, t- a statement of support, such as rainbow socks or warm-up jerseys, As we talked more, we understood that some students did not feel safe entering a school that bans LGBTQ parents, students, or even families that support LGBTQ rights. Forcing our children to choose between an environment in which they feel unsafe or staying home was not an option. Oh, cry me a river. Go on. (laughs) I should be more... Sympathetic. So we decided that we should invite ICS to play all of the games at Sheridan. Since ICS declined our offer to host, we will only play our home games and will not go to ICS to play. When Emmanuel kids come to play at Sheridan, Donovan said her students plan to antagonize the Christian children by plastering LGBT images across their clothing and waving LGBT. Can, can, can we stop here? Celebratory signs during games. Sure. Well. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Force on children to choose between an environment in which they feel unsafe or staying home was not an option. So, the manual Christian school, that's an unsafe environment. Why? Because the, the, the school, um, you know, prohibits sexual immorality, basically. Um, yep. <clears throat> biblical, upholds biblical sexual morality okay the nerve so, i say the so nerve. we decided that we would invite ics to play <clears throat> all of the games at sheridan so what made playing at the school unsafe the, the building the floor the the basketball court it's it's steeped in christian bigotry and it, there's this, this spiritual hex on it so we can't <laughs> enter the school grounds to play basketball because that's unsafe or is it because of the people there, the students, the students would heal, uh, hurl all sorts of anti-queer epithets and, you know, why is it unsafe? Is, is it the location that's unsafe? Is some sort of a ancient Native American curse kind of, un- is it unsafe to enter the school ground? Or they deem it unsafe because of the policies there. Okay, so how is it then... Their their resolution then, and so we decided that we would invite ICS to play all the games at Sheraton. So the same students, staff members come over to high school, and it's safe, but we can't go onto their unhallowed or actually hallowed ground of ICS because that's dangerous and unsafe to be on those premises. So ICS declined our offer to host all games. So every game for ICS is away. They never play at home. Of course they would decline. I mean, it's sports, that's the way. The home and away games, every sport, basketball, football, whatever. It's just the way it goes. So, yeah, of course they're going to decline the offer to play all games 
over there. Maybe so they can't we play well play at the school game. because they suck in that that gym. Or it could just be that the people here have been indoctrinated by GLSEN, the Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education no. Network, which is super evil. You know, that me and Randall have gone to these conferences as no. people. We went in and we sat there and we listened to these homosexual activists and show us how to indoctrinate people and scare the crap out of them. Yeah. Just so, so you know. So I wonder if they've ever played ICS in the past and gone there for games and it's just since Karen Pence. Has started Probably. teaching there that makes it unsafe. Karen Pence is evil because now you know it's got that? the approval She's of. She's got the... horns. Well, now now the school <laughs> has. <laughs> now the school has implicit approval and implicit backing, tangential though it may be. It's implicit backing from the white supremacist, um, you know, um, self-centered uh, wave of destruction. We have 10 Administration. minutes left. Administration. Anyway. Just so, just All right. Yeah, yeah. Back to you in the article. All right. Citizen V Corpse wants to know how you get your hair to look like a porcupine, Randall. Um, and then he asks if it's moose, and he spells moose M-O-O-S-E. Uh, just, this is the same guy, I think, that said we were wasting his time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, let me... He hasn't right. discovered the eggs. It's actually giraffe. Oil? No, I no 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 animals involved. No no moose. No no caribou. Nothing like that. It's just when it's short, it stands up, and it's it's what's wet. I come it back, and this is what happens. Super important info here on right. Bible News Radio. Okay. Back to you. <laughs> okay, go on. I'm continuing to read this article. Donovan made. A point to cite some Christian schools' departure from Orthodox Christian teaching to cover this obvious display of anti-Christian bigotry. Quote, we shared that people who believe differently from us do not deserve disrespect, and the best way to engage with others is through respect and dialogue. We were clear to separate the ideals of Christianity with the policies of this particular school as we play many Christian schools that support LGBTQ rights. Unquote. How is it disrespect or how is it respectful to shame Christian children for their beliefs, their families, and churches hold? Would Sheridan students ever wear rainbow socks and wave LGBT placards while playing a Muslim or a Jewish school and call that respect and dialogue? How can one expect children to feel respect when they are not invited to express their views but made into totems to be publicly shamed simply for their religious beliefs? How is it respectful to create an obviously hostile playing environment for an opposing team? This is disrespect, hostility, and religious bigotry masquerading under the opposite banner. It is also not an isolated incident. The athletic accreditation bodies for both college and K-12 schools have begun to in- indicate to Christian schools they better abandon their faith or lose their ability to play sports with other institutions. The NCAA is subject to an internal and external pressure campaign over this issue. States across the nation have begun to threaten Christian schools' participation in athletic conferences, particularly over transgender athletes. You remember people like Bruce Jenner, Mr. Wheaties Man, who now pretends to be a girl, but anyway... It's not just sports either. It's 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 academic accreditation and funding on the on the line for for all for simply attempting to maintain their historic Christian identity. In Prinsburg, Minnesota, Central Minnesota Christian School, 
A CSI member receives federal funds for its hot lunch and Title I programs. Superintendent Pete Van Der Pye, Pooh, P? I don't know how to say that. Anyway, said nothing had happened yet, but the school might have to prepare to lose federal funding to stand on its religious beliefs about gender. Good. Reported World Magazine in 2016. As preferences for LGBT people increasingly become enshrined in laws and regulations, even with Republican politicians like Indiana government Governor Eric Holcomb misguidedly leading the charge, expect religious discrimination like this to grow. What an irony that the same kind of law Mike Pence put into place as Republican governor of Indiana amps up discrimination like this against his own wife's religious employer. Good point. <clears throat> All right. So then the last article I want to I want to read is titled I'm queer, I'm Christian and here's how my religion is failing me. People, it's failing me. So here's what I'm going to read. <clears throat> this is over on refinery29.com. Note before I read this. The headline says here at and Here's how my religion is failing me. You got to note that part, okay? Because I, I, this is a quiz. It's a pop quiz, okay? I'm going to read this, and all of you listening on Facebook or wherever you're at, you have to write down when you hear how her religion is failing her, okay? I want you to write that down when you hear it, okay? <clears throat> this is it. I'm a queer person who grew up in a traditional Christian household, but I'm lucky enough to have never been shamed by my family for my sexuality. I know now how rare that is. My dad is an Episcopal priest who has been a steadfast supporter of the queer community even before I came out. I never faced rejection on the basis of religion, and my queer identity was never in conflict with my belief in God. That is until I got engaged. I asked my oldest friend if she would be a bridesmaid and was surprised when my letter went unanswered. One tearful phone call later, I learned that she had reservations about my marriage due to her religious beliefs. I was blindsided. As I processed the hurt, I realized I wasn't angry so much as I was confused. Don't we believe in the same God? How can we interpret scripture so differently? The rejection I faced was minor by comparison, but it was the wake-up call I needed to start a discussion I wasn't hearing. My denomination of Christianity is accepting and affirming, but many other branches of the church feel otherwise about the queer community. According to the, the Trevor Project, over 700,000 LGBTQ people have been subjected to conversion therapy, a practice condemned as harmful by the American Psychological Association and all other major medical associations. Ah, I love this. This is this is so great. This is like the Trevor Project. It's That's the propaganda. Source. This is such propaganda. I mean, this is such. It's like they cut and paste this in the in the propaganda material that they plaster on here but we're and we're going to be addressing the whole conversion thing like again and again because it's i mean the devil is on the move and i i don't mean that in a mean way but he is he is he's like deceiving people all the time but <clears throat> anyway by all accounts, certain denominations of christianity are the major drivers of these practices as a few examples the United Methodist Church, the Roman Catholic Church, the Presbyterian Church in America, and Pentecostals all include official language ascribing immorality to queerness. 
And the impact of this abuse is heartbreaking. A young person who experiences rejection from their family or caregivers because of their sexuality or gender identity is eight times more likely to attempt suicide. Nevertheless, we know that Hillsong Church doesn't allow gay couples in leadership positions and opposes marriage equality. That hasn't stopped many high-profile celebrities from attending services, but Christians who are silent on the other, othering or op- oppression against the queer community are complicit. We need to do better. To be clear, whether you believe in God or you don't, or, or, you, or whether you believe in God or not, shouldn't matter in terms of the importance of this issue. The bottom line is that laws are being written to disenfranchise and target queer Americans. The gay panic defense remains legal in 47 states. The majority of states do not protect LGBTQ Americans from workplace discrimination. And just this week, the Supreme Court cleared the Trump administration's transgender military ban, just to name a few examples. When laws are written based on prejudicial interpretations of the Bible, it reinforces many Christians' view of queer people as second-class citizens. Despite everything, a recent study found that 40% of LGBTQ Americans identify as Christian. Armed with that knowledge, I traveled to Atlanta, Georgia this past October, hopeful to speak with people who were willing to have some difficult conversations. As part of my time there, I attended a service at Park Avenue Baptist Church, an LGBTQ affirming congregation, where I met queer Christians committed to their faith despite the obstacles placed against them. The congregation at Park Avenue is an example of the beautiful tapestry that is God's creation. They are racially diverse, young, old, gay, straight, trans, skeptics, and seminary students all coming together to worship. (laughs) I'm sorry, seminary students gets a category all its own. (laughs) Uh, Rightly so. (laughs) Anyway, I just think that's funny. But these hidden believers are either shunned or ignored by the church at large. Our existence raises painful questions and discussions that, quite frankly, it doesn't seem like many Christians are interested in having. There are exceptions, however. While I was in Atlanta, I also met up with Jackie Hill Perry. Her list of titles and accomplishments is long, but among other things, she is a Christian author and a, quote, ex-lesbian, unquote. Our lives and our beliefs cannot be more different, but despite our fundamental disagreements, we made it a priority to listen to each other, and amongst all our differences, we still found common ground. The acknowledgement that many in the Christian community has caused harm to the queer community, but what good is acknowledgement without action? Is it progress if no hearts or minds were changed? Did I challenge her enough? Too little? It's with this that I'm hoping the dialogue started in Atlanta will serve as an invitation to create progress. The table is set. I'm willing. I'm pulling up a chair. Will you break bread with me? And my answer would be nope. Actually, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't because biblically I don't have to. But the question is, the question is, where is the part about her religion failing her in there? Is Did you hear it? I mean, just curious, Bareface, did you hear it? Well, not stated explicitly, I would... Uh, the implicit failure that I heard was that... Uh, that there are many congregations that... St- 
still hold to a biblical what i would call a biblical worldview and a biblical view of we actually take the bible literally of of sexual morality what it says and don't misinterpret it i know there's the peter gomes and uh who's the whole stranger of the gate person uh, mel uh Mel, yeah. Mel White. White. Mel White, yeah. Yeah, I've I've read their stuff and their interpretations based outside of church history. And, and, yeah, won't get into that, but, but looking at church history and the historical uh, interpretation of uh, biblical sexual morality... That is, a man and a woman in holy matrimony is is the only context uh, for sexual relations. So let me read. Let me read some comments that came in here. Let's see. John said hi. Hi, John. He called you bareface, just so you know. That's cool. Mama Gina rolled her eyes, just so you know. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see here. Uh, two fem- Bob says two females getting married sounds okay. Uh, that's a repeat bot. And Mama Gina says, and she uses the word queer, which means different in a bad way. Suicide is bad, Bob says. Unless it's their interpretation, Doug says. LGBTQA community is more protected than black Americans in this country, says Natasha. She would know. The Bible says homosexuality is a sin, Danielle says. And Bob says, what's wrong with the gay people asking for a friend? And... Melanie said, I didn't hear where her religion failed her. You get an A, Melanie. (laughs) Oh, and then Natasha said, the part where she's not affirmed and doesn't appreciate people who hold traditional marriage. Well, yeah, you get an A, too, just so you know. (laughs) Right, that's the implicit failure. Yeah, it is. She's not applauded. and And Dr. Somebody said here, you are terrible so-called Christians and are going to hell. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing. I, I'm not going to hell, but that's all right. You can think I am if you want. You can want me to. It doesn't mean I'm going to. Um, okay. So, yeah. So that's that. So now, it's it's interesting to me because I, uh, Bob asked, what's wrong with gay people? I think that was the question. Um, let's see. Let me, okay, I'm trying to find that. I just want to make sure we ask, we, you know, he's asking it. What's wrong with gay people? Well, what's wrong with gay people is that I would say nothing wrong with the people. They have unnatural affection towards one another sexually. That's what's wrong. And that's what the Bible says, actually. Okay, so I'm not going to pussyfoot around the answer that's the answer read romans one dude right i, I mean, wouldn't say that's what's wrong with the people that's that's what's that's I something mean, what, what's wrong is the unnatural affection what's what's wrong is that society has decided to bless something that's unnatural right even and even from a natural and and blame people like me who oppose that and say, I'm the reason for it instead, rather than actually looking at the root issues that create the problem in the first place. Yeah, saying that That's you're responsible for suicide. Instead and... of actually looking at the root causes, which is an attachment issue usually, yeah. or some type of abuse, or just simple brainwashing by the media, or indoctrination at a young age to young kids, that leads to this. You know, we're looking at, well, no, you have to, 
you know, allow transgender individuals to scare the crap out of little children at library reading time because, you know, they feel like it. I mean, that's not normal. Normal people don't walk around doing that, just so you know. So I'm just, it just, yeah. And what's really wrong, like I said, is, you know, they talk about suicide, okay? I oppose suicide, just so you know. Uh, hello. Who, any, anybody who's sane would, but... I deny the lie that, you know, that they're, that the, the culture, the gay lobby says that I'm the fault of it. No. And any parent who has a homosexual child, and I know some of you in my audience do actually, you know, don't get suckered into the lie that either you have to accept your child as a homosexual or a lesbian, or they're going to die or they're going to be dead. And it's going to be your fault if they die. That's bullshit. If I ever heard it. Yeah, it is. And I just said that. And I said it harshly because it's true. Okay? And let's just be honest. Look, and I'm talking adults here. I'm not talking kids at this point. If you're an adult, you need to suck it up and get help for yourself instead of acting like a big baby walking around crying that you're victimized and everything. You're the one victimizing yourself. You're the one keeping yourself in the pit that you're in. You're the one that won't get the help that you need. You're the one who's in denial and afraid to actually look at the issue. And and instead of taking some personal responsibility growing up, putting on big girl panties or big boy undies, you know, you're walking around acting like a baby like the whole world owes you something and like you're entitled to it. I'm sorry, you're not. Grow up. You know what? If you didn't have a good upbringing, grow a pair. Go to therapy. Deal with your issue. Okay? Don't expect the whole world to kiss your butt and change biblical morality for like 6,000 years the way that it's always been because you're uncomfortable and you don't want to deal with it. Okay? Just saying. I, and This is what gets me mad because the church will not talk. They won't tell the truth. Instead, we pussyfoot around it and go, oh, honey, we're so sorry. And it's like, yeah, I'm sorry that you are, you know, suckered into believing that lie, but you're choosing to stay there. You know, I actually real, I actually had a situation recently, and I know our time is over here. I, I hate that we're going over time, but I had a situation here recently where somebody came to me and they wanted help, right? As I got to know this person, I amazingly said to them, wow, you know? I mean, rather than try to go into a relationship on a healthy basis, immediately they decided that it would be perfectly fine with them to dump all their crap on me and I was supposed to just sit there and accept it because after all, I have a, a counseling background and I'm good at it, which I am, I am, by the way, just so you know. But I asked her, I said, why do you think I care about that? I mean, really? Why? I don't care. I really don't. And it's not that I'm not compassionate or empathetic. I'm probably one of the sweetest and most lovable people you'll ever meet. But I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, yeah, I'm going to applaud you for being stuck for 25 years in your crap. No, sorry, babe. That ain't going to happen. Get off your butt. Go get a job. Make some money. You know, I mean, do something. Don't sit there and whine and think I'm going to play into your game. That's not going to happen. Just so you know, that ain't going to happen. And narcissism is at the root of a lot of this. And, you know, just saying you're not going to get anywhere if that's who you are. Just saying you're not going to.
So, and we'll, we'll talk about that some other time. Now, does that mean I don't have compassion for people in this? No, not at all. I actually do, but I love that community enough to say enough. This is ridiculous. It is. It's ridiculous. And you can buy the life you want, but anybody who is super honest and who's ever known anybody in this community who has dealt with their issue and came out of it, those are the people you want to become friends with because they're actually honest. Otherwise, you, you're just, you're, you're in a lie. You know what I mean? So it's just the way it is. Do I understand psychology? No, I don't. I'm never studied it or anything, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's it. That's our show. I hope you enjoyed it. You know, I know some of you might hate me now, but whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. So, <clears throat> but what I do care about is, you know, we make light of some of the stupid things that we read, but honestly, if you want to grow up, it's time to grow up. I mean, adulthood supposedly begins at 18. If you're 50 or 40 or 30 and you're still whining about stuff that, you know, that you should have dealt with when you were a kid, you need to go to therapy or something because this is ridiculous that you're expecting the whole world to bow and kiss your stupid insecurity and make and change laws to support what you want. It's stupid. Grow up. You know what I mean? Just saying. Grow up. Stop being a baby. <laughs> Build a bridge and get over it. That's, you know, just saying. Right. Okay. So tomorrow is Friday, I think. Isn't it? Yes. I think it is. <laughs> so you can always send show feedback to Randall at BibleNewsRadio.com. He'll take all the hate mail. If you want to um, send nice feedback, send it to me, Stacy at BibleNewsRadio.com. <laughs> or you can leave comments wherever. I don't really care. We see it. I get enough hate mail from various people, so it's no big deal to me. Um, but we appreciate it. Okay? All right. So here's, say it with me. Be bold. Stand up. And go with God because he loves you. Yeah, he does. <laughs>